The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya and... We are closing out the month of April here, and what a wild ride April was. Uh, so far, right now, um, for gold, USD, it's up 6, 6.47% over the last six months and up 7% over the last year. In Canadian dollars, gold is currently up 9.64% over the last six months and up 11.5% over the last year. Silver, a bit cheaper than it than it was a couple weeks ago. Silver is down two and a half percent over the last six months in US dollars and actually down ten and a half percent over the last year. <clears throat> and in Canadian dollars, it's only down less than 20 basis points over the last six months and it's down six and a half percent over the last year. Now, silver is cheaper by price but not necessarily cheaper to actually buy the product, right, Jerry? Yeah, that's correct. So the premiums on the physical, so we're seeing a lot of movements and we're tracking movements from exchanges, comics exchanges, LBMA exchanges, LME exchanges, moving product to depositories, and the cost, the turnover, the cost to actually um, acquire the spot price. This is a huge bargain at these levels because the pr- price to actually acquire it, to take it out, of the market. I mean, the premiums have just continued to rise um, up another quarter on silver for us. So our costs here have gone up. Uh, but again, no one is coming back to the market. As I mentioned before, no one's selling their goods, Jeremy. So despite what we're seeing downward spiraling on, on silver and gold for the last two weeks, um, this is algorithm selling. This is computer digital selling because no one net selling um, we're seeing a little bit on the central bank side because um, they have to cut uh, cut and try to raise some capital because we saw some central bank losses over the past two weeks as well. But um, what we have to keep in mind with regards to the gold and silver prices, uh, that when we're dealing with these algorithm trades, um, it, resp- it responds to the U.S. dollar index. And the U.S. dollar index, which is the U.S. dollar versus a basket of other major currencies, is at a five-year peak. So, of course, gold and silver on the algorithm side of exchanges have to have to sell off. So, you know, look, it, we're, we're at the end of April here. It's not looking very good in the stock market. The Dow is down. Um, TSX is down. It's, it's still hanging in there over the course of the last six months and year, etc. But um, but definitely stock markets are down. GDP was down negative in the States. They're Inflation is a real problem at this point. The Fed is raising interest rates. I'm getting flashbacks to 2018 with the um, with the taper tantrum. The Fed's balance sheet's at nine trillion plus. The amount of derivatives on you know on six seven banks in the U.S. Com- combined is at over two hundred and thirty four trillion dollars in derivatives. That was not an issue in the seventies. Now. I think that belies the point that what we're seeing in the gold and silver market. 
Gold did hit up to 1970 in and around. It was just cusping, getting close to the two. Uh, 2000 mark in US dollars. This time a month and a half ago, we were we were trying really hard to get above $1,800. Mm-hmm. And here we are just shy of $1,900. So I, I look at that in perspective as pretty good. Silver, on the other hand, I think there's a deeper story to why the paper price of silver is down. Do you want to let uh, our listeners know what we're seeing? Well, interesting times definitely in the in the with the exchanges with regards to uh, deliveries and sanctions and having whip whipsawing effects, especially with the exchanges. So just as we finished our recording last week, uh, we had headlines of the London Metals Exchange had to are, are closing down. So they're stopping their trading in silver and gold futures, which is massive, uh, trading a lot of derivatives in the physical in in the silver and gold space. For those who don't know, the LME was also involved in an investigation with the way that they handled the nickel debacle. The Britain's Financial Conduct Authority and the Bank of England have announced investigations on how they manage the nickel trade. So for many people who don't know what happened in the nickel market, on March 8th, the price has doubled to a record of above $100,000 a ton in a matter of a few hours on some anticipations that China had to buy metal to cover its short positions. So this is a very huge glimpse into the future, Jeremy. If this happened with the with the LME, having exposure to paper shorts uh, in the nickel market, having to shut down, all eyes are on the comics. All eyes are on the rest of the exchange spaces, spaces from the SHFE to comics to LBMA to comics micro, even to Tocum. All of these entities are are tasked as well especially in england to create a default fund so right after the lme was invested wait wait. a default fund exactly why what is that who's who's getting a default fund and why are they worried about defaulting no exactly because of the ratio between paper to physical for every ounce of silver in that was mined or that was available there was 300 paper derivatives based on that one ounce. And we're going to get into that a little later. But the default fund is every clearinghouse, every one of these exchanges must have a default fund to cover losses, which margins are posted by members, which they can't really, really fill. And ever since that nickel debacle, the LME has forced its members to contribute even more to this fund, to this this pool of rescue bailout money, which I they feel couldn't like- do. I feel like this idea of being asked to put up more is going to be a theme for the for the rest of 2022, this theme of we're going to need a little bit more from you. So they're asking their members to cough up more money. In the meantime, they're saying, look, we th- this market, we can't afford to be in the gold and silver market and have something like nickel happen in this particular market. And I think that goes to show very Im- importantly that that the gold and silver market are strategic markets and they can't afford that kind of upset and volatility in these markets. Now, I've been in this market a long time. I've been doing this for over 15 years. And when I see pullbacks like what we've seen over the last week and a half in precious metals, or I guess since the last week, since this news came out, it is screaming to me that there are entities trying to get out of their short positions on silver. Mm -hmm. That's what it screams to me. Now, we saw something very similar happen in March of 2020, 
when the price of silver was trading at 17 and went down to about 12.30, 12.50 an ounce. Mm-hmm. Now, when it hit 12.50 an ounce, $13 an ounce US, you couldn't buy it at that price. No. For for nothing on this world you could get that get silver at that price. You were still going to pay a massive premium and get it still at, at the $17, $18 level. So it was definitely an aberration in terms of paper versus physical. And I think that that's, that may be something we see in the the weeks and months ahead that the paper price doesn't matter as much because what really matters is can you get it in your hand? Mm-hmm. Can you get that physical product in your hand? So when I see the price of silver pull back to $23, I say, okay, fine. We could chalk it up to continued, um, uh, you know, the market filling in the gaps and consolidating after its big price run in in 2020. But I think this is more about trying to get out of the futures markets, trying to get out of those short positions, because given everything that we're seeing today, and we're going to talk about more on this show, you do not want to be caught on the wrong side of this market playing the futures. So I think they're trying to get out. I think they do it by pushing the market down. Don't tell me there's no collusion in this market because every major bank has been busted for spoofing and colluding in the precious metals market. It only matters if you can get it in your hand because, look, gold is up 400% over the last 20 years. Silver's not far behind it. These markets are hedges against inflation. They are real money in a time where currencies are becoming worth less all the time. 100% Jeremy you can I couldn't agree more that we we do shout this on a regular basis we have this type of conversation uh, with all of our clients and many of our clients wanted to know this week what's happening what's what's the relationship well it's buy the rumor sell the news next week Wednesday Jeremy is probably the biggest data piece coming out May 4th is FOMC uh, the US Federal Reserve is slated to raise interest rates 50 basis points and that's why we're seeing the US dollar peaking. It's buy the rumor, sell the news. We've hit five, uh, five-year peak on the US dollar index. I called it before, 1880 was my support level. We hit 1885 or whatnot on support. Gold is now steady above 19. Wait for Wednesday. That, are, you, are you petting your crystal ball right now? <laughs> exactly. Just watch for Wednesday. This is the time to be stock, stocking up on your precious metals. These are opportunities huge bargains of the century and that is what the next headline we're going to talk about from your kiner his uh his speech to bloomberg asia he was interviewed and he has a uh, he basically called gold the bargain of a century at currently current spot levels the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com we'll talk about that in the next segment and also start to bring in the other markets not just talk about what's been happening in the silver and gold market so the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com stick with us so much more here on the real money show on am 640 you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. In the last segment, we were just talking about the fact that gold and silver are doing quite well over the last six months. You know, gold and Canadian dollars over the last year is up 11.5%. And silver... Gold is uh, silver in Canadian dollars over the last year is struggling a little bit in U.S. dollars at ten and negative ten and a half percent, but we are up six and a half percent in Canadian dollars over the last year in silver. This 
while the paper price of silver's down over the last week. Why? In our estimation, it's because the LME is about to close its doors on futures trading. And it's, you know, they're giving, uh, what's the timeline on that? I think it's like June or July or something. So they're giving their clients enough leeway to say, get out of the market now. So if you've got short positions in that market, you want to get out. They're probably trying to push the price down to get out of those positions. Also, we are um, heading into the end of month. And uh, it's probably a nice idea for the major shorts like, you know, mm -hmm. Bank of America or yeah. whatnot to uh, try to get the lowest price before it rolls over into the mm -hmm. next month. So this is probably not going to last very long. At the same time, you can't really buy the physical product. If you can get your hands on the physical product, uh, you'd be very, very lucky. The market is still extremely, extremely tight. So the paper price belies what's going on in the physical world. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. If you can't find it anywhere, then what good does the price do you? Right. Right. You have to be able to find it before you can do that. So that's what's going on in the market. Meanwhile, NASDAQ has had its probably worst month since November 2008. Yeah. GDP in the States came back as negative. negative. And uh, the the Federal Reserve wants to continue to raise rates. Uh, beautiful. They're so Party behind. On. They couldn't be further behind the eight ball. <laughs> and... Uh, and they they're gonna try to do what they what they're doing, but I think it is a massive failure. Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna find that they can't reach their targets. They're they're way too far behind those targets. There's already negative growth in the states, and major inflation mm -hmm. everywhere, which is even more negative growth. They're gonna you're gonna start to see these headlines where they're talking to the Fed and they're saying. Um, we, we didn't meet our target this month. Uh, we're just going to keep maintaining and monitoring the market, which is basically to say they're not going to be able to, to catch this inflation thing. Just like they said when they said inflation was transitory and they tried to put that one past people, at some point, the faith in the, in the Federal Reserve completely goes out the window. Yeah. And it's going to be every, every man for themselves. Mm -hmm. And at that point, what is the value of the currency going to be? Because right. we're already experiencing stagflation. Yeah, exactly, and it's having it's it's causing a lot of malinvestment as well. There's a you know really uh, headline that just triggered me just prior to the start of the show that trigger like emotionally. Yes, okay. I mean this is this is people's pensions. So do you need a safe room? Yes, <laughs> safe space. Safe space. Keep back uh, six feet. Anyways, uh, how do you lose three billion in a booming market? A massive Ontario pension comes clean on what happened. So this is Omer's, which is who is. Um, you know, it's a pension plan, and a lot of um, a lot of their workers are in the space of you know Toronto Public Library, education assistance. They had a meeting. You know what's happening with this pension plan? They lost three billion. Uh, a lot of malinvestment, a lot of changes. People want to see change because during their last meeting, uh, just the end of the month last month, during their their conference, the union leader said their members are concerned about losing benefits such as the pension payments that are indexed to inflation or being required to contribute more to make up for investing. Again, the same theme. We need more from you and less from us. So we're seeing uh, people getting concerned, as they should be, with their pension plans. And this is why people have moved their pensions over to Guildhall and to Alira, for example, and they're throwing gold in there. Uh, gold for the Golden Years, which was what the C.D. Howe Institute, which is a major Canadian think tank, wrote uh, about the Canadian pension system uh, years ago. That uh, you know, this is a massive 
Ponzi scheme, Jeremy. This is a reality that we have to deal with, a major think tank. This is not coming from Guildhall. The pension plans are now having to confront their members who are obviously worried, and they have to make some changes. Well, you know, gold and silver are money. They're not investments. Now, you know, silver, 33 dimes of silver would buy you a, ta- uh, a gallon of gas in 1965, and the silver content in that would buy you a tank of gas, to, a gallon of gas today. Now, nobody wants an investment like that, but everybody wants money like that. You know, a bottle of Coke cost the same amount of money in 1880 as it did in 1940. That is the type of money that you want in your pocket. Yes. Now, if you have that type of money, <clears throat> you're not overly consumed with your investments and are you in, are you getting your 7% a year on investments etc that that over that overemphasis on investments is probably a symptom of the fact that you're losing your purchasing power year over year you just don't know it right. you see gold is the same thing in every in every country it's an ounce of gold but we live in this world where everything is relative you ask a central banker you know, how long is an inch? And they say, what am I measuring? Mm-hmm. It's, no, it doesn't work that way. You need, you need a balance. You need to be able to say, okay, we're exchanging the same, the same money so we can make the proper economic decisions. How many times have we had people in our office where you said, what's the value of the dollar? They say, oh, well, it's 1.28 against mm-hmm. the U.S. Oh, okay, great. What's that worth? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Isn't it backed by gold? <laughs> no, that that ended in 1971. Mm-hmm. So we need that we need that even quality to money to be able to make the proper economic decisions. We're so in the dark about what currencies are versus money and what the values are. Speaking of that, Russia is looking to permanently back its dollar, its ruble with gold. Mm-hmm. I heard. Yeah. That's- Did you hear that one? Yeah. That's what uh, I think uh, they were interviewed. Uh, the, the Russian finance minister was interviewed this week, and that yeah, they're being very more. They're being even even more clear about their ambitions and their goals to uh, bring stability, and that's what they need is stability. And in, in this time of economic turmoil, geopolitical concerns and risks and sanctions, there's no better way to instill trust with its trading partners. And it's very refreshing that these we're dealing with. Uh, national currencies as opposed to a global one world currency. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of interesting that you're saying that about this idea that how much are you going to trust the government to take care of this for you? Right? You know, how much do they tax you on income tax? What do you pay after that for everything that you purchase? You pay another 13% after tax on everything else. Mm -hmm. And then inflation, they said, was at 2% when it was really at 6, so you were negative 4. Now they're saying it's 7 when it's actually negative 15. You know, the, the rapid rate in which you're losing your purchasing power and you're still trusting the government with your money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was listening to something this morning, actually, about the welfare state. Okay. It, you know, the, the, it's not new uh, in terms of what we're seeing. But the idea of the welfare state, Jerry, is that they, the government gives you free programs. But they're stealing so much more than what they're giving to you. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to when J.P. Morgan has to, you know, pay a fine right for uh for things that they've done in the market they make 50 they make 500 million dollars and then they pay a fine for 15 million or 50 Mm -hmm. 
Good trade-off. It's a great trade-off. Right. That's what the welfare state is all about. Mm-hmm. So you have to, if you, and the problem is, is everything's relative. The money's relative. So you don't have a grounding to be able to say, what is a dollar worth? Mm-hmm. And then you don't realize that they've got the hands in the back of your pocket. Right. Any thought on that? Well, that's or do you want me to read some, some gold telegraph headlines? We can get into that, but oh, okay. we are definitely living in uh, one of the most expensive fiscal agendas in history, driven by, you mentioned, the social equality programs. We've got the green revolution happening. We're underway. Infrastructure revamp, so more spending on the back of your children's children. And then even now, defense spending. You know how much silver goes into one missile, Jeremy? A uh, lot of silver. A, a lot. <laughs> uh, here's some Gold Telegraph uh, headlines so that we can, we can riff off of. Um, Swiss shipments of gold to the United States surged in March to their highest level since May of 2020. Uh, profits at HSBC have tumbled nearly 30% in the first quarter. Profits at JP Morgan tumbled 42% in the first quarter. Last year, bankers collected their biggest bonuses since the financial crisis. Uh, that's kind of an interesting one. Um, the World Bank is warning of that the world is facing its biggest energy shock since the 70s. The, this, this comparison between now and the 70s is, is really starting to come into, come into focus. Uh, Russia working on linking the ruble to gold. The Financial Stability Board is saying poorer countries should bolter their financial defenses. A Bank of England official has proposed an overhaul of global capital rules for banks to make it simpler to lend during a crisis. That's Mm. an interesting one. The financial world is changing right now. Gold will play a serious role in the future, just like throughout history. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Let's, Let's start with that. With all of this upheaval that we're seeing in the world, this race to, to a great reset. Will it be the world economic great reset? Will it be a different great reset? Um, what could that reset look like? Will it be organic? Will it be planned? Who will the winners be? Does he who have the gold make the rules? Mm-hmm. Well, definitely we're, we're seeing a massive change, a massive shift and even, uh, uh, a checkmate of some sort with the with the silver and gold market especially because when you have the pegging of a currency with gold and the and the ambition to acquire as Russia is doing to acquire as much gold and as possible from now until June this is putting the crosshairs on the futures market and this week we had um, an interview that was that was uh, conducted by uh, by Bloomberg Asia, and speaking on Bloomberg Asia, was the founding partner at Swiss Asia Capital Singapore, uh, Jörg Keener, who has got about 40 years in banking. He's a, he's, a, he's a vet, and he dropped a number of bombshells in this live interview. It was a live one at that. So, and, and his focus was on the futures market. So we're talking about the future agenda, which is going to be a gold agenda, a gold currency. Well, his focus was on the futures market because, as he mentioned on the sh- on, live on the show, the outside silver futures and options leverage number is outnumbering the physical metal more than 100 to 1. What many listeners need to understand is the futures market was initially conceived as a way for users of the physical to hedge risk on a constant cost basis. 
And what he did, he pointed out that the price of the actual physical is defined by movements in the derivatives market, as opposed to the actual physical trade on the ground. But his analysis of the supply and demand fundamentals now on the ground, the supply levels haven't been this low in over 20 years. This is leading to major industrials, potentially Tesla, to seek out direct agreements with the miners and the refiners to guarantee their own supply. So the Silver Institute came out with the report we talked about last week, the supply and demand report. There were just over a billion troy ounces of silver that was mined in 2021. In contrast, in 2021, this last year, there were more than 325 billion ounces of derivatives traded on these exchange, on these futures exchange, Jeremy. COMEX, LME, 325 to 1. And they only mined a billion. And they only mine And talking about miners, base metal inventories are quickly running out despite increasing global demand. Zinc smelters are shutting down. Down, Jeremy, we've got to get into that some more. Let, let's 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 keep going with this uh, this article and and see where it leads in terms of what it means for the price of gold and silver or the value of gold and silver moving forward. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. If you want to acquire some physical precious metals, maybe for the first time, go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. It's our e-store, great way to pick up uh, some physical metal for the first time and just kind of see a sense of the prices and what products are available. Or you can hold it in an RSP, physical, allocated, stored outside the banking system in an armed vault. The number 18778Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. We'll be right back. It's AM640 and The Real Money Show. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. And we're back. It's The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. At Guildhall, it's all about physical precious metals. Jerry, we were just talking uh, about an article put out, a live interview with, um, I can't remember the name's gentleman. Jörg. Jörg, Jörg Keener. Keener out of Switzerland, and he was being interviewed on Bloomberg, I believe, right? Bloomberg Asia Live, yes. And so the, just before we went to break, he was talking about the fact that they mined a billion ounces of silver, but the COMEX traded over 325 billion ounces of, of silver traded. Now, was that over the course of the year or through 2021? Okay, yeah. So that's a massive amount of paper against the physical silver because even if uh one billion ounces are mined most of that at this point is going into industry and investors mm -hmm. it's it's not like there's any left over there's no. always a, a deficit in terms of every year there's there's more demand outstripping the supply yeah grow uh, growing deficits year over year in in silver so your keener he had a live interview just to continue this he calls gold the bargain of a century at these prices and he, uh, in the live interview, says clearly the price discovery is happening on the paper markets. The exchanges are going to have to reveal that they don't have the physical, and they're going to have to correct their prices. Why? Well, the base metal inventories he was talking about are quickly running out despite increasing global demand. Zinc, in particular, Jeremy, is seeing smelters shut down uh, around South America, Central America, at a time when inventories are already low. And the biggest byproduct of zinc is? Zinc uh, mining is silver. None other than, yeah, none other than silver. Pure play silver mines outside Latin America have already been shuttered. 
And now the byproduct supply is also being constrained, as silver <clears throat> is essential to strategic applications such as the energy, energy grid, military hardware, green tech. People are focusing increasingly, increasingly on physical silver as opposed to the paper metal. Finally, basically, he says, out of all of the metals markets, gold right now presents, at these levels, the bargain of the century. A five-figure gold will be needed to stabilize global markets. Rates charged for taking delivery from ETFs are rising. And when delivery does take place, the wait time for large quantities, as we know, is ramping up. So that rollover is, is becoming a, a big price discovery mechanism. And as he argues, there's very little gold coming into the market right now in physical as it goes straight where? into the treasuries of the BRIC countries. They're swallowing it up. Russia is swallowing it up. He mentions five-figure gold, Jeremy. Yeah, that means, that means north of 10,000. And at the same time, remember, it's not necessarily what the price is, but what it buys you. That's right. Right? Because, um, you know, I like what Bill Holter has said in the past. You know, mm -hmm. if the dollar is worthless, then gold becomes priceless. So you have to understand that at some point here, if inflation gets out of control and the dollar's sinking rapidly, it doesn't necessarily matter where the price goes. It matters, do you own it, A, and what does it buy you now? Yeah. Because it will buy you more and more. In Turkey, for instance, they're experiencing 70% inflation. That's a G20 country, 70% mm -hmm. inflation. And the government is asking its citizens to sell the gold. Oh. Right? No, nothing makes you want to buy it more than the government <laughs> telling you to sell it. Um, and, and obviously, it's because they, they need liquidity, mm -hmm. right? You need, you, need you need cash, currency in the bank, greasing the wheels of the, of the financial system. Well, if the financial system is broken mm -hmm. and it's, it's dependent on this dollar currency, what doesn't matter what currency we're talking about here, U.S. dollars, Canadian dollars, whatever it is, if, if you reach that moment where – you can no longer keep the three-card Monty game going. You can no longer keep the plates spinning. The emperor has no clothes. Do you want to keep your wealth in a currency that's rapidly devaluing? I think you want to seek a different place to put it. Now, the problem here, the only, the only challenge is that there's a cost to buy physical gold and silver. You can't just convert your paper into a physical commodity at the snap of a finger, no cost to you, and just keep on going. Paper, paper for paper, maybe. But oh, if physical. it were that simple. <laughs> not for physical. But it's not. You actually have to, just like any exchange, number one, there's, there's a difference to do an exchange and there's a cost to do an exchange. But we're actually acquiring a physical asset. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's in the real world. It's a physical asset. Now, the question becomes, am I, is, am, am I getting it at a deal? You know, in, in 2000, I think it was 2099 when Brown's bottom, I think it was 2000. Yeah. Gordon, Gordon um, Brown. Gordon Brown. Um, he was uh, the finance minister of, of England, the exchequer, and uh, he sold off all of England's gold or he half of it. He announced it prior to. And he announced <laughs> it. Uh, and he was a former Goldman Sachs guy. And uh, they called it Brown's bottom. And of course, that meant $250 gold. Now, I think the debt in the U.S. must have been something like five, six trillion, right? Nowhere near what it is today. Now, if you were to take the amount of debts that are around today and look at the price of gold at 
near $2,000 an ounce. It's actually cheaper comparative to the paper. That's the key, mm-hmm. right? That that, is the key. Again, this is all coming back to understanding the value of the money versus the paper. You're talking about it right here, Jerry. You're saying there's 300 billion ounces of paper. Well, it's meaningless in, a, in, a, in, in the world we're heading into. Mm-hmm. It's all about the physical. That's right. What else does, um, does this guy say at, uh, in the interview at Bloomberg? Well, in closing, he just, again, he calls it the bargain of the century because where the figures are going to be going in gold when you have nations tying their currency to gold prices, Russia is slated to revalue. That's their, that's their goal. Their ambition is to acquire and then survey the, the, the supply and demand fundamentals on gold. And then they, they can decide on revaluing the gold price. And the, the reason for this, as Kiner points out, and he's very clear, is that they're doing this to stabilize global markets. It's global stability. And in a time where we have global imbalances, a lot of changes need to be made. And a lot of profound changes are happening in the global economy. And we'll get into another headline from Crescat Capital on how to profit. Gold provides stability in an unstable world. That's what we're talking about here. The peace of mind of knowing that your wealth is protected, that you, that you own real money, that you're not just in paper currencies that could go up in smoke. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Everything we do at Guildhall is physical. If you want to acquire physical gold and silver in a registered account, it gets stored on an, on an allocated, segregated basis held outside the banking system in an armed vault. This is the best way to have the physical metal in as part of your retirement versus maybe perhaps a pension plan or at least diversify. If you don't have any physical gold and silver yet, start small. You know, crawl, walk, run. You know, get your feet wet, start to understand how the market works, get a sense of pricing and go through the process and you'll find, you know, comfort breeds confidence. So that's the best way to do it. Start small. Don't try to go big all at once. Just ease into the market and start to understand this market. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. We're going to kind of try to sum all of this up about what's happening with the currency, what's happening with the financial system. It's definitely in trouble. I mean, we're watching the inflation occur. We're watching stagflation occur where we're seeing negative growth and high inflation. And, you know, who knows what's going to occur once these um, supply chain disruptions continue to occur. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it. I saw the picture. Do you remember when they showed pictures of all of the all of the container ships off the coast of California waiting to unload? Remember that? We never really heard much else on that story (laughs) after a while. But I saw the one of the shipping containers off the coast of Shanghai. I don't know if you saw that. It was like 10 times what we saw in California because Mm -hmm. because of their their zero COVID policy there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I mean, it, it's crazy what's going on. They're, they're like, are, who's believing the science? What's <laughs> the science? I mean, it's, it, they've shown that these things don't work mm-hmm. versus all of the countries where they, where they didn't lock down. It was the same number. Right. So um, pretty ridiculous. And the world is sitting there waiting while all of these container ships are off the coast of, of uh, Shanghai. So mm-hmm. we'll, see, uh, we'll see how that plays out. But definitely the supply chain issue is going to be an issue, which means things are going to cost even more yeah. if you can get it. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're seeing uh, as a microcosm in the physical gold and silver market. Yeah. Before we get into the bigger picture and where the prices of metals can go within the bigger picture of, of the changing financial system, let's look at some of, maybe we won't get through the whole list, but some of the uh, reasons for buying silver. This comes from Gold Broker out of Switzerland. Number one, silver is an extremely undervalued asset. Historically, one could buy 15 ounces of silver with one ounce of gold. Today, one ounce of gold buys 72, actually today, 81 ounces of gold. So obviously we've we've spoken a little bit about this in the past the idea that the historic norm is 16 to 1 and if you're revision if you if you believe in things reverting to the norm then you would say okay silver's got a long long way to go here it's definitely undervalued and part of that is it is a small market mm-hmm. and if you're trading 32 if you're trading 320 billion ounces, <laughs> you know, maybe the price is going to come out of whack with the physical market. You've got to you've got to look at that as an opportunity, not look at it as, oh, wow, this whole thing's rigged. No, it's an opportunity because we're quickly moving into a world of real things. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, if we consider the historical trend over a millennia, the price of silver should be $86 today, which is the gold price divided by 15. Um, that's based on the 72 to 1. Uh, silver is one of the rare commodities trading for less than it did in 1980. I think that's kind of an interesting one, right? In 1980, it hit $52 an ounce. Uh, Gold hit 850. The debt in the U.S. was $1 trillion. Mm -hmm. And you could buy a house for, I don't know, less than uh, $100,000, $150,000. Yep. So that kind of puts things into perspective on what this commodity is versus the other commodities. And again, that is incredible opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about where the prices could, could go. Um, the enormous industrial demand, partly responsible for, for pushing prices, but it will not diminish as the price rises. Why? Because the metal is used in very small quantities in each product. So even a strong increase in price would not bring a, a lessened industrial demand. That basically is saying that the price is inelastic. If you're putting a quarter ounce into a computer, if the price quadruples on you, you still put the quarter ounce in the computer, mm-hmm. right? And it's not going to really change the the outcome of the price of the computer anyway. So they're using such small amounts in, you know, um, uh, contact points in, right. in in anything electronic and digital. It's such a small, minute amount that it won't change even if the price goes sky high. But the demand on it remains the same mm. or continues to grow. Interesting. And what's interesting on that side of things with the industrial side, of course, is that we haven't seen the end of inventions. You know, great iPads and, and iPhones. Mm-hmm. What's next? But what's next? Right. How are things going to continue to progress? What new technologies are, are they going to bring forth? And silver is in anything digital and anything electronic. Mm-hmm. So the sky's the limit in yep. terms of the continuing demand on the, on the product. And you could look at other industries like the medical industry. Silver naturally absorbs bacteria. 
That's why they came up with the, that's why you have the adage of uh, a silver spoon born with a silver spoon in your mouth. It would absorb the bacteria. The kid's healthy, mm -hmm. right? Not the tin spoons or the, you know, whatever we're using today. Pure physical silver. Again, exactly. So let's, let's look at the bigger picture. I, we'll, we'll stop there. Let's look at some of the bigger picture um, points mm -hmm. that we want to get to before the sh before we conclude the show. Yeah. Regarding a lot of changes that is happening, Crestcat Capital released their, and now Crestcat Capital asset manager in the States, they released their latest monthly research letter l late last week. And as usual, it provided a clear and really concise insight into the macro markets at, at, at present, uh, backed up with some runs on the board through the outperformance of their funds. And the, the summary base, uh, the summary intro to their letter summed up the current situation. They, they were cited as saying, we are currently experiencing profound changes in the global economy that are likely to unleash a plethora of early stage secular trends in a new inflationary regime. These are long overdue structural shifts powered by decades of easy money policies. We've seen that and record levels of debt to GDP among the developed economy. And here are some of the changes. Governments and central banks to seek high-quality international reserves, like gold, in an attempt to restore the credibility of fiat currencies. Gold will play a major role as a monetary asset. Another change. Central banks ultimately forced to cap long-term yields, creating a major tailwind for inflationary assets. Further, Deglobalization trends, which I love, prompted prompts a long overdue manufacturing rebuild in developed economies, including a boost to non-residential construction and overall corporate margins to be squeezed by the rise in the cost of capital, commodity prices, and labor costs uh, as, as the Fed tightens monetary conditions. So we're seeing ultimately a now a resurgence of fundamental analysis and value investing principles as profitability becomes a priority. Reminds me of Omer's. They're going to have to research and redo their fundamental analysis to bring back some profitability, maybe revisit the gold idea pensions. Well, they kind of concluded as saying the scenario is setting up, setting the stage for significant changes and how to profit towards overvalued, from overvalued assets to unloved, historically cheap alternatives. And for macro investors, we think this is one of the most opportunistic times ever. And they bring up Mr. Silver. Silver remains one of the most mispriced opportunities in the financial markets today. While the overall commodities market has already drastically risen, the canary in the coal mine, the high beta version of gold remains at historically cheap levels. If silver were to just catch up to the move in other tangible asset, it will imply multiple from its currently current levels, multiple times higher from its current levels. Profound changes indeed, Jerry. If you're looking at five-figure gold, that means gold into the 10,000 plus. That means at 16 to one, silver could be trading in the 900 plus range. This is the market. Protect yourself. Gold, silver, the number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. That does it for another edition of The Real Money Show. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to speaking with you again next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.